So to me, the win-win to me is that once I saw, once I grasped the science and I became a better person, now I'm not hurting animals anymore, and I'm t- I'm I'm doing a, uh, a, such a a a, a, um, a a service, you know, uh, for the planet. So that's the win-win. So now every, and then when you put those pieces together, it's absolutely it's euphoric for me. It is, yeah. for me it is. So you know I, you know I uh, when I rest my head every night, you know, again, I could have five cents in my pocket. I could be, you know, living on the street. Um, it's, it's just um, doing, you know, making this transition and this move is, uh, it's, it's been, it's been the, the, the most exciting thing. I don't know, maybe we, we, I don't want to use the word exciting, but it's been the most um, uh, gratifying, you know, part of my, my life, my, my whole life. Welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. I'm your host, Pat McCauley. This podcast is all about celebrating the lives of those who have adopted a plant-based or vegan lifestyle and how it has positively impacted their health, relationships, outlook on life, and so much more. For more episodes and information about the benefits of living a plant-based or vegan lifestyle, visit eatgreenmakegreen.com. All right, welcome back or welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. This week, I sit down with a Quincy Mass native named Scott Palmieri. Uh, Scott and I connected through um, a mutual friend, David O'Brien, who's been on the podcast twice now. Uh, so he's a friend of, uh, of Dave's, and we connected, uh, and he's kind of been in the loop with what uh, we're wa- working on here in Quincy with, the, with Rewild and the, the plant-based beer hall. Uh, but Scott is a local health and wellness expert, uh, he's a vegan bodybuilder, and he's the founder of My RX Kitchen, which helps athletes and individuals uh, locally through plant-based nutrition. Uh, we talk about Scott's journey from, you know, very much a meat-eating bodybuilder back in the 80s to now uh, a vegan one for the past 10 years, uh, why he believes humans are herbivores, how eating plants has made Scott feel true to himself, Scott's entrepreneurial career, he's had a pretty cool uh, career in the hospitality space, actually opening restaurants and coffee houses and things like that. So we cover uh, some of his, his experiences there and why he's now focusing on uh, MyRx Kitchen, uh, why a plant-based lifestyle is not hard at all, um, and so much more. This is a really uh, cool episode. It's very deep. We get a little deep uh, into sort of the intangible things related to, um, you know, what you put in your body and uh, something I'm very passionate about, how it actually impacts how you feel and, and therefore how you treat others. So uh, this is great. And, and Scott is just such a uh, good dude and I really enjoyed getting to know him and just where he's at in life with dedicating his time to just helping others and, and, um, you know, trying to improve, uh, other people's health, uh, through nutrition, uh, is really cool. And he just doesn't care about money or material things anymore. He just wants to help people. And that's really cool. So I encourage you guys to check out my RX kitchen and familiarize yourself with, uh, what, what Scott's up to. Uh, so without further ado, I'll let Scott tell the rest, 
the fantastic Scott Palmieri. All right, I'm with Scott Palmieri. We are in... So you are, I was just saying, you are the first official podcast in uh, Rewild in the, in, the, in the Beer Hall here in Quincy. I'm really excited. Thanks for having me here today, Pat. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad we connected. And uh, so the, I guess the mutual uh, friend is Dave down at uh, Dave's Raw Food. And, Dave and, O'Brien. Uh, yeah, Dave O'Brien. And, Good uh, man. He's been on, yeah, he's been on, on twice now. And uh, yeah, he's a, he's a wealth of information when it comes to the science as well. He We've sure had a is. Lot of, sure is. A lot of good chats, and they're they're always seem to be one of the more popular episodes when he's on. So it's it's cool. Good energy from Dave. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, man. So um, yeah, so we just connected recently, and uh, I honestly don't know other than just you know the five ten minutes we mm-hmm. we were chatting here before. Don't know a ton about your background and your story. So I, I'd love to you know, sort of briefly go back to get a little background on kind of where you grew up, where you're from, kind of life growing up, and then we can sort of get into when food transitions happened and stuff like that. Sure. Um, Well, I grew up in Quincy. Remember Quincy guy? Uh, Born and raised. Um, I would say say that my journey um, into plant-based eating and nutrition really started back in the 80s. I'd say 1988. I started bodybuilding as a teenager. And I was competitive from 1989 to 1994. I was competing in natural bodybuilding shows. So I embraced, uh, I embraced nutrition uh, first and foremost uh, as a teenager. And it, at the time, in the 80s, it was a big fitness you know, craze and, and it was a huge boom. And I fell smack dab in the middle of it and I fell in love with it. And um, I wasn't plant-based back then, but I was a mindful eater. So mm. one thing um, that I sort of, you know, um, uh, embraced way back when, way back then, was mindful eating and nutrition, small balanced meals. Um, you know, I, I understood the whole um, idea of nutrition and building the body and what food did for me. And I started to look at food differently, actually, as a teenager. I didn't look at food anymore as just something I was putting in my mouth and chewing and swallowing. I started looking at, looking at food as as nourishment and it was healing my body. It was helping me build my body. And um, I, just, I just had a lot of respect for it. So um, I went plant-based back in 2010 when I started my business, MyRx Kitchen, which I make, um, uh, I do salad cleanses and I make some nutritional products for some people. And I do some consultations with people that are trying to embrace a plant-based lifestyle. Um, but what for me, uh, going plant-based was sort of the next step, you know, after, you know, many, many years of what I feel like I was already, already doing. I was being mindful and I was eating very clean and um, it was just a step that I've always wanted to take. And I embraced the fact, um, you know, long ago that, you know, we are plant eaters. We're herbivores. There's nothing about me that says, you know, I need to eat meat. Um, I have hands for foraging. My teeth are flat. And you know the whole story. Yeah, yeah, and but but no, continue for listeners though that are like aren't educated on, on yeah, that. yeah, maybe maybe some other, you know, body things that indicate yes, sure. we are built. Well, we have a thirty foot, you know, gastrointestinal tract. Every, everything about us is is plant friendly, and our bodies are meant to consume plants. Plants love us, and we're actually very harmonious with plants. And at the end of the day, um, everything that we need comes from plants, and. 
um, you know, I'm sure, I don't know if people have heard this before, but it's, 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 it's very common knowledge, I think more so today because of the movement, but uh, everything comes from plants, protein, your vitamins, your minerals, um, and, you know, when you're eating animal products and, and you're eating meat, um, really everything that's in that meat is from the plants that the animals ate. So um, I get it. Uh, I don't never try to stand on a soapbox, you know, because I've been there. I mean, I wasn't, we were, yeah. we were all meat eaters at one time, and, and you're talking, you know, a million years of conditioning, and it's a very hard bo- box to get off um, because it's, we're so conditioned to this. But at the end of the day, when you sort of take a step back and you, you know, have um, some time with yourself and you sort of reflect, um, it's very easy to sort of look at yourself in the mirror and, you know, see everything, every, all your features, and you can sort of understand that we are plant eaters. Mm. So um, with that said, um, it was very easy for me to make a switch and make a tran- transaction, uh, a transition, should I say, uh, into a plant-based, a total plant-based lifestyle. And, and it wasn't, wasn't easy, I'll be very honest with you, because as someone who who's body builds, and, um, you know, I'm 48 years old today, and I don't, you know, I'm not jumping up on the stage anymore, but I still train every day, and I'm still very much into my workouts, and, you know, um, and I had to sort of get over that hump that if I took meat out of my life, am I still going to be, you know, someone that's going to be strong and muscular and all this kind of stuff? And even though that I... I grasp the fact that, you know, protein comes from plants and, well, sure, amino acids and once it enters our body, it would, turns into protein. But um, it's still a very hard pill to swallow because, you know, you're, you're used to something and, um, you know, um, for, for me, it, it was kind of a, of a very gradual um, uh, transition. But once I did it, it was, it was, um, it was so rewarding and it was so... Um, I, I just uh, the feeling that I had um, was very um, very gratifying, very self gratifying. I, I felt like a better person. I felt um, that I've done something um, that was you know selfless and um, plus the restraint too. When you have the willpower to you know have restraint in your life and to stop something immediately that you've been doing for a long period of time and that you're used to. Um, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to do that. So that's a very empowering feeling too. Mm. But um, once I did it, once I made the switch, um, it, it was it was um, it was almost it was almost like it was so natural, like it just was meant to happen. Yeah. So so what was sort of what type of information did you get? So it was ten years ago, roughly. Uh, yeah. So it was actually eight years ago. Eight years so ago. 2010. So you're you're bodybuilding, and I know like you're hitting on very similar. Um, things to my story, always, always, always very fit, you know, uh, like I played college football and continued sort of fitness, you know, approaching fitness very seriously and was very, I like what you said mindful because I, I hadn't described like, I always say I was healthy before, but that's a good way to put it. I, I was very mindful of what I put in and mm-hmm. I knew how certain things made me feel and how it related to my performance and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. the connection was there to food. Um, I just, I just hadn't stepped outside of that sort of high protein mentality that, you know, I'm sure that you in the bodybuilding world, of course, that that's all I was told coaches, nutritionists, everybody in football was, you know, you got to up your protein, you got to up your protein, blah, 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 you know? And, uh, I, you know, now, 
you know, five years later, I, I encourage people to remove the word protein from their life because it, it's misleading them into making really poor is. decisions. But I, but what was what was the information that you kind of talk about it like it was a natural sort of progression? But what like sparked it? You know, did you did you get some science or did you, or was it just like a curiosity into? Well, a different I, way of doing things. That, that's a good question. And to be honest with you, I don't know exactly. You know, I, I think it was probably a combination of the science because I was already grasping the science. And I actually was grasping the science, you know, years and years ago because I, I was so much into nutrition as a, as a teenager and growing up in the, in the fitness world. Um, and uh, I was always, been always fascinated about, you know, food and, 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 and how it actually works for us in the sense of healing us and nutrition and sustaining ourselves. But um, I think I, it's, it still becomes a very tough um, switch to make because you, uh, for, for me, I just had this feeling that if I um, stopped eating meat, that it was just going, that it didn't, didn't matter. I didn't, it didn't matter that I, even though that I knew the science, I just, I just felt that I was going to become weaker and all these little things. And, yeah. um, you know, am I going to get enough protein? And then, you know, you have to come to realize, you know, wait a minute, we don't need all the protein that we think we need because just like you say, it was, everything's so commercialized that we, you know, it, it, this information is kind of forced down our throat that we need all this stuff. We need tons of protein and, um, we really don't, you know. I mean, personally, I, I you know, I, I take about a gram per kilogram of my body weight. So I take about, you know, I need about, I, I, on an average, 70 grams of protein a day, and 70 to 75 grams of protein a day. And that's that's very easy to do with, you know, legumes and lentils and nuts and seeds. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I, I make those numbers every day. And, and, and um, you know, I, I combine my legumes and my seeds and my nuts with, you know, grains of seeds. They got a complete protein. And presto, there you go. Yeah. So... Um, at the end of the day, it's just, it just really comes down to um, mindful. Mindfulness is something that's it's big because even when I was, you know, a, a teenager um, and I was eating, you know, meat per se, uh, I was still a very, I was still very mindful. So I wasn't like disrespectful. I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't, you know, eating mass quantities of things. I was, my meals were always small. They were balanced. They were, they were tiny and. I just think this was a progression that was going to happen for me, you know, at some point in my life, and I'm really glad. It, I'm I'm glad it did. Um, I don't regret that it didn't happen sooner. I think that you know, it's it's been a, it's everything is sort of a path in life, and you have to sort of learn and you have to sort of live um, through things. So, yeah, you know, I think it's you know when people sometimes make you know these instant switches, and you know all of a sudden you know yesterday I wasn't doing this, and today I'm a vegan. And all of a sudden, their attitudes change, and you know, like we talked earlier, holding up signs and things like that. Yeah. You, that that's not being mindful. It's actually you're actually you're actually missing the point by doing that because you're um, there's a lot more there's a lot more um, information that you need to sort of take in before you you know take that route. You know. Mm. Um, so. Eight years now, I mean, what maybe initially in kind of the first few months and year of, of the transition and what over the course of eight years has, has changed? Um, you know, some Pat, to be very honest with you, because I was, you know, a mindful eater, you know, and always in fitness and bodybuilding and so forth and so on, I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't feel a huge difference. You know, I'm not going to tell you that I'm, you know, I'm in better shape, mm. um, but what I do feel and uh, probably the best feeling of them all is I feel just like I feel true to myself. I feel that I've returned to our species. I feel that I've returned to become an 
an herbivore, who we really are. I believe who we really are. And I feel that, you know, having the restraint to do that and the discipline and, um, you know, obviously not taking part in um, doing something that's not natural for my body anymore has probably been the most rewarding part of this whole process. Um, it, it makes me really, um, I reflect on it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, you're hitting on, so this is, this is episode number 61. And I just gave a talk all about this okay. on how, how in, in everybody has a different way of saying it. <clears throat> Some people say they're more connected. Some people say they're more at peace. I, I use the term at ease. Um, some people say aligned. Uh, everybody's got a different term for it. Everybody, and, and they can't, often can't put it into words, that, right. that shift that takes place with, with exactly what you're, you're describing. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy and it's real. And um, the, the, the biggest thing for, I think I've found is how it affects my relationships with other people mm-hmm. and how just feeling at ease and aligned within yourself, how, how you're then able to present yourself to, you know, your spouse or your, your, your significant other or your family or your friends. And, um, for me, that's been the the most rewarding, you know, just really becoming a better person and more connected with other people. And, um, as a result of, of feeling, you know, aligned with, with my human values that I've already had my whole life. And now I'm just more tuned you know absolutely i don't think you know i don't think it's i I think science speaks for itself i don't think it's hard to sort of again look at our physical body and Mm, and mm. see our see our characteristics i mean we don't have claws you know um um, my teeth are flat you know the whole um a whole characteristic speak volumes. I mean, if I put a gorilla on this side of the room and a lion on this side of the room, who am I most? Who do I most resemble? I resemble the the primate, the great ape, that is actually our cousin. Mm. And um, you know, why are all the strongest animals in the world the most powerful animals in the world? Elephants, rhinoceros, hippopotamus, you know, oxen. You know, um, it, it, back in the you know uh, the, the greatest civilizations of all time, you know, used oxen to plow fields. They didn't hook their their uh, plows up to wolves and, and lions. I mean, um, they have a different kind of strength. They sleep twenty hours a day. They they have to eat meat. Mm. They they're not equipped. They have claws. They that's what they have to do, and we have to respect that. That's that's them. They're our friends. They're not our family. They're our friends. Um, you know, primates. You know, apes. You know, that are still around today. You know, they, for some reason, didn't take the long walk that we took, you know, four million years ago. They didn't venture up. But that's our family. That's who we are. Um, they're, they're very similar to us. They, they care for their families. Um, you know, they forage. They, they're, they're, our sleep patterns are the exact same. Um, you know, I mean, you, they'll, they'll shake your hand. I mean, there's human, they're, they have characteristics that are just, you know, so so close to us it's 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 beyond um you know one person one time was like well you know trying to throw one more fact out well you know but silverback gorillas they have these long canines and and they 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 do but they don't they don't they use them to actually to to uh eat bark and they and they use them for different purposes they they don't they're not killers 
You know, they're actually very peaceful animals. And that's another thing I respect about uh, a primate or a great ape that, that, you know, you could put a silverback into a ring with five Mike Tysons and, and, and it's, it, they are going to win, but they don't want to. Mm. They don't want to hurt anyone. They're peaceful. They have restraint. They have the most strength in the world, but they're, they're restraint. They have restraint. Mm. And I respect that. And that's, that's a lesson to, for us to learn, too. Um, but the fact is, you know, they're herbivorous and... Um, all your all your strongest animals in the world are, are your are your herb, herbivores. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I always say too. The example I always like to give is, you know, why just from a human perspective, why when we see blood and guts, when we see roadkill, when we see a dead animal of any kind, why is that repulsive to us? Mm-hmm. It, every human that is repulsive to you would never in your wildest dreams go up and start eating that, but animals other animals on this planet that are designed to eat meat are licking their chops they're fired up to go over it's a natural thing absolutely and humans don't have that and obviously with you know our food system like you would never see a dead pig and go start cutting it open and eat like you just would not do it but obviously the the connection to that is not there you just see the bacon or whatever on your plate and um yeah, so it's a it's a it's a crazy thing, you know. It's it is. I mean, you know, the other the other side is. I mean, we can't do that. I mean, we physically can't tear yeah. into it. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you can you th- we think we can. The, the other side of this too is it's very interesting. Is that like we get so um, wrapped up in um, commercialization is huge, and whatever is pushed upon us, we um, for the most part we jump on because we're creatures of habit and we're very curious. We're very curious species. Like for instance, the paleo diet. You know, everyone thinks that's the greatest thing in the world. But technically, technically, in, in my opinion, the paleo diet is telling us to eat like the Neanderthal, who, you know, was is another distant relative of us, but, you know, is, wasn't around four million years ago, but survived in a time when there was horrible conditions. Um, they, they had to survive. So we're, we're survivalists. We, are, we, we have the ability to be omnivores. There's no question about it. You and I, we can, go, we can eat meat and we can do it. We can live probably to a, you know, a, a certain age and so forth and so on because we have all this time of condition. It doesn't make it right. It just means that we can do it. Mm. Now, the Neanderthal is, I mean, I mean we see paleo advertised and it's always with a um, muscular caveman with the crossbows and all these things but if you think about it they were actually a very unhealthy species and they died off very quickly um that's why they're not around today Mm -hmm. they were overtaken by you know crow magnum man who came from you know fertile crescent areas and you know more you know areas that had had more um you know um you know fresher you know uh, greens greens and plants and so forth and so on and you know they could not sustain themselves because um that's just that's just how it is, and and if you if we if we could actually go back and probably take a snapshot of what they looked like, it's probably nothing what we think of today. Mm. They, they probably were, they probably had you know staying power for a very uh, you know strong staying power for a very short period of time, but um, because of you know harsh living conditions and having to to sustain themselves on probably a you know meats and so forth and so on um you know they they weren't a healthy specimen but today we we you know paleo wants us to believe that that's how we should eat yeah you know don't eat legumes don't eat lentils <laughs> yeah okay yeah you know, staples staples of the longest living people we have today yeah. right you yeah and, and you'll get people that'll they'll follow that and they'll and they'll go around they'll think they're a caveman and this and that but and, and i get it because it's um 
you know, again, I don't stand on a soapbox because um, we've all been there. I mean, it's very, it's very easy to fall into, you know, um, think about it. I mean, today, all these, you know, um, different uh, exercise programs that come on the scene and, you know, this person is doing this and this person is doing that. And uh, I feel at the end of the day, you know, you got to have, you know, discussions with yourself and you got to take a, take a step back sometimes before you jump into something and really reflect. But, you know, at the end of the day, when, when I reflect and I look at myself, I, I see a great ape. You know, I'm, I don't look like a great ape per se because we've evolved and, you know, our, our, our jaws are smaller and I get all that. We're, we look different, but, but, but we are. I mean, we still are. Technically, we still are part of the great ape species. That's hmm. what we are. We're, we're apes. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I love apes. I think apes and I think, you know, um, apes and, you know, orangutans and bono, bonobos, I mean, they're fascinating. They're fascinating species, man, you know? Yeah. yeah so man. I want to get into a little bit uh, sort of your entrepreneurial journey because it's uh, something I like to talk about on sure. here quite a bit is sure. entrepreneurship as well. And I know you've, you've done some cool things and similar to, you know, what I'm trying to do. And uh, sure, yeah, so if we could kind of go uh, across kind of the, the spectrum career-wise and then we can get into... RX Chef and what you're doing now. Absolutely. Well, I, I actually began, I, I actually started, um, I started my entrepreneurial road, believe it or not, back in 19, let me see, 1996, I opened up a, an eatery actually in Weymouth, it was in the Havalet Mall, and that was kind of, the, I was kind of a little a trend center at the time, a trend center at the time. It was called the Eaton Smart Cafe. Mm. And I didn't last but a year because if you're familiar with the Hoplite Mall at the time, it was a kind of a rundown location. Mm. But I was really interested in opening up a healthy eatery. So, um, again, it wasn't plant-based, but nutrition was always in my brain and was, I was still into fitness. And um, so I lasted there for about a year. And at, at that point there, it just – it was a flop. The mall had no traffic and um, I closed, closed it down and I – sort of learned my lessons and took what I did and, you know, swallowed the pill and kind of like w walked away. And in 1998, um, I opened up uh, a restaurant that actually I was still around up until this past year and they merged, the, the person that I sold it to actually merged with another restaurant they opened up uh, recently. But I opened up a restaurant called the Cedar Cafe. It was in Hanover, Mass. And it was a Mediterranean eatery. And again, my whole concept was, you know, healthy food and um, it was far from plant-based, you know, us, we were doing shish kebab and things like that. Yeah. So, um, I had eaten there though. I think my, my pre plant-based days, I, yep. I definitely ate there and it was great stuff. A lot of people did. Even to this day, I got people that, you know, will talk to me about it. And again, I, I don't, um, stand up on a soapbox. I don't, I don't, I don't say anything bad about it. It was an experience I had at the time. My thought process was different. I was still working out and training every day. I was still into my lifestyle, but you know, um, I was able to separate business from my lifestyle. Mm. Um, so uh, in 98, I opened up the Cedar Cafe. I gave birth to it, I guess you could say. And I ran that until 2004, and I sold it at the time. Um, no rhyme or reason. I just sort of was ready to sort of move on maybe to something else, another project. Because yeah. um, at the time, I was more of entrepreneurial. I was really enjoying building businesses and concepts, and it was actually really, really fun. Um, sold the Cedar Cafe in 2004, and then in the, the broker that sold my restaurant for me in 2004, I noticed a couple months later after selling the Cedar that he had a coffee house that was for sale out in Natick, Mass. It was called the Clever Monk Coffee Company. And I, you know something, Pat, I just 
jumped on it. I went out there and I was like, you know what? I'm going to open up a coffee house. That's yeah, kinda, and was it a roastery as well? No, it was actually it was a coffee house. It had some coffee house fare at the time. It yeah, was cool. probably you know a quarter of the size of, of your place cool. here. It was a cool. smaller place, and it's still around today. Yeah. Um, I actually renamed it the Charles River Coffee House. It was right in the Charles River. It was a beautiful gotcha. little spot. And I was out there until 2008, and I sold that. And that was kind of like a project. I was, wanted to do a turnkey business. I wanted to build something and brand it. Mm. Um, so, like, you brought Brandon to do your murals here. I brought in, yeah. I had a guy out there that came in. And we, I, it's, it's, if you went out there today, you'd, you'd, you'd love it. It's, it's got murals on the wall of the uh, Longfellow Bridge and the Red Very Line cool. Train. It was, yeah, it was cool. really cool, man. I really enjoyed it. Um, and, then in two, and then I sold that in 2008, and that's... Basically, when I started to begin my journey, because I took a couple of years off at that point, and that's when I went, um, I became vegetarian from 2008 to 2010, and I was already on this process now of sort of um, educating myself, um, thinking about um, nutrition in a whole different way, and in 2010, I opened the, I started my business now, which is MyRx Kitchen. So I basically do nutritional counseling now, and I, I help people, uh, that, you know, trying to, you know, either make uh, gains um, in their lifestyle regarding health or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. I make some nutritional products. I do salad dressings, and I make these uh, plant-based protein drinks that I, I devise and things like that. So um, it's been very rewarding for me. This is a great... This is probably my, it's been my least, at this point right now, it's been my least, um, um, you know, monetary-wise. Yeah. You know, everything else I did beyond this was, you know, blockbuster, cash register ringing, so forth and so on. But, you know, where I am today, I, I could have five cents in my pocket, Pat, and I'm the happiest person in the world because I, I know... Um, Internally, I, I know that I'm, I'm I'm in a good place, mm. and I and I understand where I am, and it's it's a it's a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's kind of where I am today. That's you know? awesome. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you see? Um, like I'm I'm looking at this this dressing. I haven't tasted it yet, obviously, but I know you know you have a culinary background, and uh, is there any thought to sort of scale it up at all? Like scale up the salad dressings or scale up a protein powder and is there any any thought right, to that right or? now there is actually believe yeah. it or not, I'm, I'm i'm talking with some people right now because uh you know after after taking a little bit of time i've been kind of on the, the the background a little bit i really haven't wanted to um bring it to another level because it's been the process of sort of understanding what i'm doing and um you know formulating things and um you know kind of um just getting my rx kitchen to where i wanted it to be and, and also sort of it's uh, continue my journey too. So it's been a very, you know, quiet journey for me in a lot of ways. But now I'm ready to maybe take this to another level. But um, you know what? At the end of the day, Pat, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's, you know, that whole other side of it now. And, you know, I'm not into material things anymore. Mm -hmm. It's um, um, maybe it's related to going completely plant-based. I don't know. But it's been a very, um, been a very mindful journey for me. Yeah. Yeah, mindful. Very cool. Yeah, it's, very cool. it's awesome. It's been a very awesome journey, to be honest with you. What's uh, what's one thing about a plant-based lifestyle that you just want people to know? That you know maybe is is misconceived about it or uh, misunderstood. What's one thing you'd like to just share about it that maybe? clear some things up for people or makes people look at things a different way? Um, 
Well, you know something, for one, I would, I would say it's nothing, it's not really difficult. I think that a lot of people, they perceive it as something that's really um, kind of like way to the left. And at the end of the day, all I'm, all I'm doing is I'm eliminating one thing out of my diet. I'm, elim- I'm eliminating animal products and meat. To be very honest with you, I was never really a big meat eater anyways. Even back in the 80s till you know, when I went completely plant-based, I actually stopped eating red meat. Um, and I was never a red meat eater anyways, per se, but, uh, you know, I'm talking 15 years ago, I stopped that. Mm. Um, so, um, for me, it's just eliminating one thing out of your diet. And I can't tell you the number of times that, you know, you know, people will say things like, so what do you, what do you eat if you're, if you're vegan or you're plant-based, you know, what do you eat? And I'm like, you know, you can have... You can have a stack of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches all day long and become the yeah, fat, right. fattest person in the world. I mean, <laughs> you can eat potato chips. I mean, I mean, it's not like you know. It's it's almost like people in the in the from the get go they think that you're consuming dust or you know air or water or something like that. And yeah, that's, yeah. It's the farthest from the truth. I mean, you just you're eliminating one thing out of your diet, and the one thing that you're eliminating out of your diet is you know to me you know personally my opinion is something that's not natural to us anyways. Um, and once you can kind of get around that, um, it becomes easy. It becomes sort of exciting because now you're, you become more mindful about your foods too. But I think if I was to probably tell one thing um, regarding being a plant-based eater is that it's not difficult and it's, and it's okay and it's what you're supposed to do. And there's no rush. You know, you have to sort of you know, um, take it by, you know, take it stride by stride and do what's comfortable for you. Um, again, you know, there's no standing on a soapbox here. I don't, I don't try to, I never push anything, you know, and most of the time when people come to me, it's because they hear me talking about it or they, they like what I have to say, or they, they're interested in it. And Hmm. that's, that's the best part because when people come to you for information, that's, that's when it becomes rewarding Hmm. because I'm not, force feeding it down someone's throat I'm actually giving some quality information that somebody wants to hear so um, you know when you look at the science and you sort of it sort of trickles down to the the fact that you know really who we are um, that's 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 the interesting part to me you know so I, I think ideally uh, that's that's how we should be I think that, you know, I don't think, I, I know that you'll live a, a healthier life. I think spirit, spiritually, mentally, physically, all three, I think it's, it's a hat trick. I mean, I think that just everything about it, is, it's a win-win. Yeah. Um, you know, not only, you know, to me, I, I, a lot of times when people go plant-based or vegan, um, they, and which is fine. I mean, everyone has a right to their own journey. But I think a lot of times people, what they do is they, they put the animals and the planet first and they leave the science and... You know, the real important stuff, you know, what I think is the important stuff in the background. So to me, I mean, I love animals. I'm, I'm, I, I, have, I have a cat and, you know, I, I coincide with the, for the cat and I, I feed outdoor birds and, you know, I, I love animals. I mean, I always have. I love the planet. So to me, the win-win to me is that once I saw, once I grasped the science and I became a better person, now I'm not hurting animals anymore, and I'm t- I'm I'm doing a, uh, a such a a a, a, um, a a service you know uh, for the planet. So that's the win-win. So mm-hmm. now every and then when you put those pieces together, it's absolutely it's euphoric for me. It is. Yeah. For me it is. So you know I, 
you know, I, uh, when I rest my head every night, you know, again, I could have five cents in my pocket. I could be, you know, living on the street. Um, it's, it's just um, doing, you know, making this transition and this move is, uh, it's, it's, been, it's been the, the, the most exciting thing. I don't, know, maybe we, we, I don't want to use the word exciting, but it's been the most um, uh, gratifying, you know, part of my, my life, my, my whole life, you know, mm. because I feel like this is how, where I was supposed to be all along. And I feel like that, uh, you know, when I was 18 in 1988, beginning bodybuilding, this is just the, another section of my journey. So I started this, you know, 30 years ago. When I, you know, and 30 years ago, people were asking me to give them nutritional advice, and I was writing diet plans for people, and people yeah. were asking me. So, you know, I, I feel like I really, I'm not doing anything new today. I just tweaked my diet, and I just became a little bit more truer to myself. Totally, yeah. totally. How, how has it, how has it, at least from my experience when I, you keep using the word mindful, which I love. When I, when I got mindful around what I was eating, how that food was impacting my body and how it was impacting other creatures in the planet. When I made that connection, it started trickling out to other things in my life where I became, I started living mindful, not just eating mindful. You start, once you sort of open your mind up to um, thinking about your impact, the impact your, your d daily decisions have, um, I just started doing all kinds of things differently. Did you... Did things sort of trickle out like that for you? Absolutely, absolutely. It's a, it's a really interesting. That's a great, great point, Pat. They, um, a lot of things change. You become more compassionate uh, to your fellow man, to your fellow woman. Um, everything. Um, you want to help people. You know, even even if you wanted to help people before, you want to help them more now. And you know, um, it, it, it become more. Um, your clairvoyance, everything about everything opens up. For me, it did. I mean, it's, everything was just everything becomes, and, and it's still happening today. I mean, every day, um, you know, I, I think about it, you know, constantly, and it's because it's 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 so um, it's such a good feeling that you, you when you wake up with us every day, you know, you could be up against the world, and it doesn't matter it's, mm. it, because you're doing something that you're doing something that you know is is right. And you know that, and, and, and it's not material, it's not it's 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 not monetary, you know. Um, it, it's 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 it has nothing to do with like you know, um, you know, uh, buying real estate and or like anything that has to do with like you know things that are made you know made by us. This is all spiritual. This is all, you know, um, this is a very very different kind of a journey. You know, it's different than you know. You know, business stuff and all that, that's great, too. I mean, don't get me wrong, because being productive and being industrious is very important, too. It's, it's, we, we need that in our lives, and it's good. But it's made me actually um, want to take a step back and take a, a different approach now to being industrious and being, you know, um, you know uh, productive. So that's, yeah. that's, that's the interesting part. So, yeah, there's a huge trickle effect, huge yeah. trickle effect. Yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback on top of that, too. Once I... Once I got a taste of the compassion and, and empathy towards other people and to a level that I, I had never before experienced prior to, you know, making the change in diet, mm -hmm. I once, again, back to those kind of human values, when you, get a, when you get a taste of, you know, sitting across from somebody and 
hearing their problems or whatever they're going through and actually actually really feeling it and, and having empathy, mm -hmm. which I never experienced for the first 25 years of my life. I just mm -hmm. never did. Mm -hmm. And when you get a taste of that, it, it's, it's, it's a high. And that's, it, it just comes back to that natural human instinct of just wanting to help your fellow man. You know? uh, I can't tell you the amount of times I've actually choked up helping people. I mean, mm -hmm. I'll have to walk away and like, you know, I get a knot in my throat because, yeah. you know, it's something that's, um, it's, um, and again, like, you know, we've helped people before, but it's, um, there must be something about it because it's, it, it makes you feel, um, especially when it comes to nutrition or if you're given, you know, you, somebody, you know, wants, you know, to better their, up their, uh, their quality of life and, and their, their health and you can sort of guide them in a certain way. And when you know you actually, actually, um, you actually make an impact on someone, um, that is like winning the lottery 10 times over. I mean, it's, it's absolutely, you know, one of the best feelings in the world, you know? So, yeah, yeah it's, it's wonderful. 100%. Yeah, man. What's, uh, what's one thing we haven't, haven't covered that's, it doesn't have to be diet related or anything uh, about you that you might want to share? Um, well, I, I, I'm probably, you know, um, more unknown than I am known. And, and there's probably a reason for that because I've just sort of chose to sort of walk quietly, but I am around and, you know, I love helping people out and, you know, whether it's, you know, anything, whether it's, you know, life's problems or health issues. And, you know, if I, you know, to, to make, to see other people have, you know, a better quality of life, you know, it, it, it's wonderful. We all deserve it. Um, you know, we're, we're living in, in, you know, kind of strange times right now, and I know people, you know, are affected by it, and some people sort of um, get affected more than others, and um, I just, you know, I, I, I pick up on that a lot of times, and, and, I'm, and again, it probably falls back in compassion, so I really enjoy, um, you know, picking people up and, you know, um, and, and letting my energy sort of like, you know, um, trickle onto other people, and that, can, that, that happens. I mean, sometimes you don't have to do anything. People around you, they, they, they hear you, they, they see what you're doing, and it's leading by example. Um, so that's kind of where I'm, I'm at now. Um, my business, my IRS kitchen, I'm, I'm excited about it because it's a, again, it's a win-win for me. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm making beautiful plant-based products and, you know, I'm helping people on a, on a journey in their life. So yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. It's wonderful. You, you mentioned uh, the time we're living in right now mm -hmm. and uh, from kind of a health perspective, Again, once you once you make sort of the connections to how food's impacting your your health and other things, you start to sort of see the bigger system at play, mm -hmm. and kind of you know how you know we're 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 all eating this food that's that's making us sick, and then you know we're all going to the doctor and we're all getting these pills for the food that's making us sick, and it's kind of just this this cycle of just keep eating and, and keep kind of managing your problems versus, mm. you know, going to the source and, and addressing what we're, what we're feeding people and how people are living. Um, what do you think, how, how can we go about sort of changing people's approach to, and, and I see it all the time. Like, again, you start to see things differently and, you know, I'll go home to my family's house for a Sunday dinner and, you know, somebody's complaining about a pain or, or a, you know, some sort of sickness or whatever, and, you know, they're on an antibiotic for it or something. And I, I just see it, and I, I'm, I know it's how they're living. 
right. um, and it's a very solvable thing. Right. And and that's kind of how I look at it. But how, how, what do you think needs to change to get people to kind of, I guess, buy into the things we're talking about now and just being able to take their health into, into their own hands? What do you think needs to change? You know what, Pat? I think it's, again, it just, it goes by, it goes back to lead by example. And I, I sort of learned a long time ago that, you know, you can't, you know, you can, the old saying, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And, and I believe in that. And, and I think that you'll get more frustrated in trying to change people, uh, you know, and I don't do that. I, I, I'm very visual and I am, I'm very, I'm a, I, I observe a lot. And, um, it's interesting. It's a really good study in psychology because sometimes when you're out in a boat and you're looking around, and you're seeing people's dietary habits or people smoking or the way people are walking. You can tell that you know uh, people they've been so conditioned to a certain lifestyle that you know their bodies could be their bodies are ailing. Um, they're not putting the proper foods in their bodies, and you know it, and, and maybe and I know it because I I. It's, it's, it's almost like easier said than done. Like it's very easy if we, if grasping nutrition actually and eating very clean is very easy. You know, if you could stay on a, uh, what I always tell, you know, people that I work with and I try to help, you know, in nutrition is that you need to adapt a core diet into your lifestyle and that should never change. And everything around that is a choice, you know. So basically at the end of the day, we need three things in our life every day and this is a must. So we, we need, we need air, we need to breathe, we need good quality foods, plant foods, and we need water. That's a must. Without those three, we don't exist. We don't, nothing happens anymore. We're done. And that's the most important component in our life. It should be every single day is to breathe clean air, to eat clean foods, and to, to, to drink water. So what I tell people is that, you know, and I try to get people on these, these diets is that, you know, you, and I, I, I'm a fan of the culinary arts. I think food is, I, I think food can be beautiful. But sometimes it gets too confusing. We have these companies, mm. these companies today that pop up, like you know, um, the you know the meal meal plan companies that are shipping boxes to people's homes, and and I've heard it more than once because people get excited about it. But the problem is though is that it's given too many options. You know, you have to prepare everything. So this box appears at your house, and it's exciting on a Saturday night because you lay everything out and you're with your wife or with your spouse. An hour yeah. Or two cooking, yeah. yeah. But see, the thing is that we should be eating every few hours with forages. So I, I do, I eat every three, every three hours I have a small meal. It's very easy. It's, you know, a couple of lentils, a quarter cup of brown rice, some parsley, some red cabbage, my Rx vinaigrette and some, you know, and my essential fat. So I need a, you know, a quarter cup of uh, sunflower seeds. There's a meal that's balanced. Everything you need is right there. I can put that into a, an eight ounce little deli container. It'll fit in the palm of my hand. Every three hours, every few hours, you should be doing that. You should be nourishing yourself. That's, that's nothing, that's not abnormal. That's how we should be living. You should be eating like that. And then around that, if you want to go out and you want to do things, that's fine. Everything else is a choice. So, you know, we make choices in life, but at the, the, the bottom line is that the core is the most important part of our lives. And we owe it to ourselves because we're so busy. And when I, when I hear people sometimes say, well, I didn't have time to eat today because I'm busy and this and that, I'm like, that, that's just not normal. Like, that shouldn't be. You don't, your body doesn't deserve that. And you have to find a way. And I understand, people get busy, but... You can find a way, whether it's, you know, hey, call me up. I'll make protein drinks for you. We do the, my Rx protein drinks. Mm. Anything, you know, bars. I mean, they make really good quality plant-based bars today. Put a, put a box of those into your car. 
at least every few hours, if you can nourish yourself with something balanced and something clean, there's the win-win because now you're building, you're healing, you're nourishing yourself. You're going to feel good. Your body's going to start, you know, to react to it and so forth and so on. And, you know, get out, go for a hike in the Blue Hills. You know, we're meant, again, we're foragers. We're meant to stand up, you know, we're meant to move around, you know. Um, we, we, we live very sedentary lifestyles today. And again, I get it. It's a very busy world. You know, I've, believe me, we've all fall victim to prey sometimes, you know, I'll, want to watch TV. I mean, it happens to me sometimes. But, you know, being mindful about it is the most important thing. You know, understand, uh, I'll be very honest with you, I think in the last 30 years, I haven't missed a, a three-hour meal. I can't tell you last time. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, and it's not difficult. It's really yeah. not difficult. I mean, I make it happen no matter what. So, um, it's not a lot of work. It's, again, if, if you're eating for nutrition purposes and balance, um, it should be as easy as one, two, three. And that's probably one of the most exciting parts of, of what I do now is that, you know, giving people these little nuggets of wisdom and, and um, you know, helping people understand how to eat balanced. Mm. That's the key. Balanced, balanced nutrition um, is, is the key, you know. Yeah. yeah. Can you get into that a little bit, what you mean by balanced? Well, you know, your meals, you know, you should be looking at your meals and you should see, you know, a quality protein. In my case, it's obviously plants. So, I mean, you know, legumes, lentils, um, you know, complex carbohydrates and essential fats. You know, um, your meals should be around 300. And, you know, there's some science involved there. So, yeah. if I was to sit down with somebody, I would do an analysis. I would find out what your maintenance caloric intake is for the, for the day and we'd do some... some um, we do a little bit of math, and, and that's not difficult to do. But, you know, on a, on a very basic scale, yeah, your meals, you should look down at all your meals, and you should see protein, you should see carbohydrates, and you should see uh, good essential fats. Yeah. And you should see a, 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 a ratio of about, you know, three to 400 calories. And that's a magic pill right there. That's magic. That, yeah. that goes into your body, and your body just like that. It, it, it brings it in. It, it transports it all around. And... You know, once you're, when you swallow and, 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 and whatever you swallow, you know, heads down your esophagus and into your, your stomach, actually, a lot of your digestion actually begins in, in your mouth, believe it or not. People don't realize that. But mm -hmm. once it gets into your stomach and your gastric juices hit that, you, you owe it to your body. You owe it to your body to give your body wonderful things because right now you and I are talking, my hands are moving and, you know, you can take a sip of your drink, but... You know, the, the amazing thing is that as we're talking right now, in our body, things are happening that we don't even realize. You know, our, our pancreas and our, our gallbladders, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, this bile coming out that's, you know, that's mm. actually, you know, you know, that's actually breaking, you know, fat, uh, fats down. And it, it's really an amazing system. So um, that's, that's the most, that's interesting. That I think a lot of times people don't really take the time to sort of like, you know, reflect into their bodies and understand the amazing, the amazing machine that we are. I mm -hmm. mean, I call ourselves a machine. I don't know what else to call ourselves, but I would say, you know, we are, the, we are you know, forget about Lamborghinis and Bugattis. I mean, we are a fascinating machine. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. amazing. Isn't it so, amazing? So fascinating that we'll never come close to fully understanding it. And that's, that's like, I, I love science mm. and I hate it at the same time. Right because there's so many things that just transcend what we're ever going to be able to understand about the human body. Yep. Um, and like, I, I always give the example, like, you know, just, just in the past 20 years or so, you've seen sort of meditation is having this big sort of comeback in, uh, 
And, you know, you see the articles of like, you know, study shows, you know, yoga or meditation uh, improves your, your mental health. And it's just like, I didn't need science to tell me that, you know, when I do yoga or when I meditate, I know that makes me feel good, you know? So there's certain things that we can't rely on science for. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Science is amazing because we, that's the good thing about science is that it really comes down to a lot of us is us, you know, and there's a lot of speculation and, you know, we don't really know what happened four million years ago. I mean, I we have to sort of like go by you know people that are scientists today, and and I do, and I sort of like, you know, I'll compile a very small list of certain people that I think are credible that I like. You know, there's there's some people in the world that I actually kind of enjoy listening to. Yeah, and a lot of people that I just don't. Can, I, can I, you I, can you give a couple examples for people that maybe want to check uh, people out that you? Yes, actually, there's one. There's actually one doctor that I really enjoy, and I just like his talking because he's very very blunt his name's dr milton mills and he's a he's a he's a he's a full-fledged you know uh um do, you know uh accredited doctor but he went more in the eastern you know yeah. traditions as opposed to western medicine and um if you ever he actually i didn't believe it or not i've never seen the movie what the health and it sounds crazy that i never saw that but yeah, i just yeah. i'm not really you a, already know the information yeah, in it. yeah. but i think if i'm if I'm mistaken he was in that uh he did some kind of excerpts in that but Milton Mills is a is a really uh, interesting guy. I like the way he talks. He doesn't cut around corners. He's very uh, blunt, and uh, I think he makes a heck of a lot of sense. And, and he he'll you know he talks about our whole anatomy and who we are. And and when you listen to him, it's very easy to sort of say, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, there's other people out there like you know Joel Furman. I think is pretty interesting. I remember watching him years ago before yeah, the whole great. vegan movement started. Yeah, and I was watching him years ago and was like yeah this this guy knows what he's talking about but um yeah cool. at the end of the day you know there's just there's, there's, you're right there's so much information science is like space you know i mean if you look up at the sky too long you're gonna go out of your mind i mean i mean we don't know we don't know there could be someone like you and i having a conversation right now you know 10 light years away <laughs> yeah and i don't know and yeah. i don't i don't i'm not really into knowing that right now because <laughs> yeah. i'll dwell on that and i'll go crazy so, you know, science, again, is, I mean, we can go by what science says in four million years ago, and the, they say the planet's, you know, four billion years old. Okay, I, I, I guess, and, and I'll, I'll take that as okay, I guess. But, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, one thing I think I do know is that I'm an ape. I'm a great ape, and I'm proud mm. to be a great ape, you know, and um, I'm being true to myself. Yeah. Works, works, works for me. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so to people you work with and advise, is getting that core diet in line, is that step number one? So to somebody maybe listening that wants kind of, you know, they're not ready, obviously, you know, it's a, we've talked about a gradual transition and, um, you know, that wants to maybe take one step, you know, towards a plant-based lifestyle or... Mm -hmm or something around their well-being and health that they can take tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. What's kind of like step one that you recommend? Uh, baby steps, you know. I, I believe me, I don't, I, I don't encourage anybody from the get-go to stop eating meat if they're eating meat. I mean, you'll yeah. put somebody into a tailspin. I mean, you have to be very careful how, how you deal with people. I mean, that's why, the, you know, a lot of times today, the movement and the whole plant-based movement is... It's a little bit, it's a little bit militant, you know, to me, and and I'm very cautious, you know, and I'm 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 kind of fearful. I think a lot of these people need to sort of take a step back and re-educate themselves. 
Um, another thing, I don't even know if I even told you, that I actually, I'm attending right now, and I've been for, I'll graduate in March, and I attend the American College of Healthcare Science in Portland, Oregon. It's an online school. Oh, and cool, yeah. I got accepted to it. It's one of the top healthcare science schools in the country, and um, I'm excited. I'm actually I'm in school right now as, as we're speaking. So, um, again, the, the stuff that I'm learning currently in college right now, because I'm getting my nutrition science degree, uh, finally, after 30 years, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I finally come back around to doing this. Yeah, really cool. But just like you just mentioned earlier, is that I'll be very honest with you, there's a big percentage of it that it kind of goes in one ear and out the other. It's very complicated. You know what I mean? You get into the gastrointestinal tract and inside our bodies and transport of proteins. And yeah. after so long, you're like, my goodness, this is a lot of information. So, you know, I like to just say, you know what, let's just dumb it down a very basic format and when I get people and on you know a platform that they want to learn how to eat better it's it's baby steps it's you know you know trying to get them to understand what nutrition is and how it affects us and um, again it's 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 sometimes even the littlest littlest of a baby step with someone can make a huge impact Mm. you know Um, just tweaking you know diets and and that's it. And and you know, not everyone not everyone's going to be a bodybuilder, and not everyone's going to go completely plant based. And that's not my job to do. You know, I'm not like, I'm not here to you know you know form a cult. But I am here, and, and I and I am here to advocate um, that obviously eating plants is is the most the best you know choice for us. You know, um, not only for us, but for you know everything. You know, it's it's peaceful. You know, it's um. um it's 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 we're just doing such such justice for our, for ourselves and it's it's um it's gratifying and um it's a great road to travel on it's a yeah. great road to travel on Pat. for sure you know what i'm saying brother yeah for sure yeah man yeah so we're we're getting we're winding down here but um right, where can where can people if they want to uh reach out or find more out more about you or uh, check out maybe check out your products uh, locally or get in touch with you. They or, can't. No one can find me, Pat. No yeah. one can. No one can. No <laughs> I like ever, that. No, no I like that too. Yeah, you, you have to actually, <laughs> actually have to look for me. You have to look for me to find me. No, you can go to my IREX kitchen. IREX is you know another reason why I use IREX. I, I love it because original IREX, you know, ancient times. They actually, they say the IREX was actually um, they coined the IREX back in ancient Egypt. It has a lot of. Um, similarities to the eye of eye of Horus which is, was the god of healing and if you actually look at the actual irex how it forms with the long strand of the eye comes down and it slashes down the end it looks just like the uh, myth the um, the god of, of healing Horus the falcon really very so, cool so and, and you know original irex back in ancient times was mortar and pestle and plants so, you know, it wasn't big pharma. We weren't giving people bottles and pills. I mean, we were actually taking roots and herbs and, you know, seeds and things, and we were, we were grinding them up in mortars and pestles. And that's, that's, in the end of the day, that's the essence of medicine. Food is medicine, and, you know, let medicine be thy food, and let food be thy medicine. And, and that sounds kind of cliche, but that's, that's what it's really all about. You know, everything we need is it's growing on the sidewalks right outside your restaurant. You can forage right, walk through Quincy Center and, and pick weeds. Mm-hmm. You know, this plantain, this thing's growing outside. You don't even realize this stuff outside. Yeah. There, you know, it's amazing, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. yeah. I love it. Yeah, man. Before the last one, I just want to say thanks again. And uh, this has been fun. And it's been great. Just a, just a shout out to you. You're obviously uh, helping a lot of people and probably more people than you, than you even know. And uh, just the, the way you... You're putting that first is just super cool to me, and um, thanks, man. You just, I can tell, are very, very 
to use the word again, aligned with, you know, kind of who you are and in, in, in your purpose and what, what, you know, what you're here to do. And I love that. Thank you very much, Pat. I appreciate it. And best of luck with your uh, restaurant here. And um, I think you're doing a wonderful thing yourself. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you, for your journey. Yeah, thank you. Great. Thank you. All right, one more. I, I ask this one to every, every guest. This podcast is called Eat Green, Make Green. I believe that eating green, eating a plant-based diet puts me selfishly in the best position to succeed at whatever it is I do. And whatever my goal is at any particular time is how I kind of define the make green portion of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd, I would ask you, what does make green mean to you? Meaning why at the end of the day do you eat green? What, what's your why for living a plant-based lifestyle? Um, my wife, I live in a plant-based based lifestyle, is first and foremost being true to myself, being true to who I am, returning to, to, to our species. And um, I think, you know, the whole making green pot is, is wonderful too. And I believe that if you, uh, listen, I believe in the old adage, you know, if, you know, in giving you shall receive. And, and I believe you will receive because what you're doing is, is unselfish. Um, You've, 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 you've done something, you've shown restraint by, you know, changing your diet around and everything you're doing here is, is, is friendly. It's, it's, uh, you're not harming anything. So, you know, you know, you will get yours and I will get mine. And when I get mine, you know, at some point again in my life, and I've had my, I've had mine before, but mm-hmm. this time around, it's going to be different. And when I get mine this time around, you know, it's not going to be about material things. It'll be about giving back. It'll be about, you know, maybe moving out to the Berkshires and, and, and forming a retreat where people can come down and, you know, hang out, you know, and, and you know, and we can, you know, I'll have bird feeders hanging up and things and people can take walks in the woods. So, you know, um, there's nothing wrong with, with making green, you know, as long as it's, it's in the right place, you know. Mm. So I love it, man. Thanks. Thank you. I think me. we did it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank cool. you.